Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Worship Center in Brighton, Michigan. We hope you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit faithworshipcenter.org. If you have your Bibles this morning, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 and verse 31, he wrote both the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Verse 31, it says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your, your brethren. And I want to minister a short message here today. I promise not to hold you too long just until I'm finished. But I want to minister on a topic here today. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Would you pray with me here this morning? Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, God. Lord, I ask you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, God, to minister to your people here today. Those here, those watching by live stream, God, that they would be strengthened. God, that they would be encouraged, that they would be lifted up in the faith. And Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. I believe that the greatest attack against you as a child of God is not really against your prayer. It's not really against your worship. It's not really against your Bible reading or your church attendance or your giving or your serving. But the greatest attack against you as a child of God is an attack against your faith. If the devil can attack your faith, if the devil can shipwreck your faith, then everything else will follow suit. And so the devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The moment you got saved and the moment you said, I have decided to follow Jesus, the devil put a crosshair on your back. The devil came to destroy. And some people say, well, I thought once I got saved and once I understood the cross uh, that I would never go through another battle. and I'd never go through another attack, but, but rather it felt like all hell broke loose. And it felt like the attacks came from every direction. And, you know, we're living in a time in 2022 where we have so many adversaries and we have so many things coming against us as a child of God. Society and culture is so antithetical to the word of God and to the will of God for our life. And so we have so much adversity. We have so much opposition as a child of God. And more than anything, the devil, he wants to shipwreck. He wants to ruin your faith. The devil has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Are you thankful for that here this morning? 
We're living in a time in society where they call evil good and they call good evil and they cannot even tell the difference between a man or a woman. Now, I want to say this here today that no matter where you at, you're at, no matter what kind of background you come from, Jesus Christ can set you free. We don't come here to condemn the sinner. Jesus didn't come to condemn the sinner. The Bible says that sin condemns us already. Jesus came that we might be free from our sin. Jesus came that you might be changed and that you might be delivered by the power of God. Now, how many of you today are thankful for the redeeming grace and mercy of Jesus Christ? If it wasn't for the grace of God, we would all be lost and on our way to hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, wherewith he loved us, he sent his only begotten son. He bankrupted heaven and sent his only begotten son to come and die on Calvary for you and for me because he loves you. Hallelujah. Jesus came to redeem you. Jesus came to change you. And the Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, I love how it says that he's seeking whom he may devour because that tells us that there are some whom he cannot devour. The ones whom he cannot devour are the ones who are keeping their faith and Jesus Christ on his finished work where the devil was defeated. How many of you know that when Jesus said it is finished, he defeated the powers of darkness. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Every principality, every power, every ruler of the darkness of this world, every spiritual wickedness and high places the devil was defeated and I've got news for the devil here today Satan the blood of Jesus is against you hallelujah you can huff and you can puff but you cannot blow this house down because I'm founded upon a rock and that rock is Jesus Christ hallelujah Jesus said Simon Simon Satan has desired to have you that he might sift you as wheats but I have prayed for thee. How many of you know that Jesus is interceding for us right now? He's seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and for me. Hallelujah. The right hand it represents all power and authority. And that same power and authority is yours here today. Jesus gave all power and authority to his disciples. He said, I have prayed for thee. You notice here that Jesus did not say to Peter. He did not say that I pray that you would fail not because he knew that Peter was going to fail. But he said, I pray that your faith fail not. You know, we as people of God, we go through struggles, we go through weakness, we go through shortfalls. And, and I just want to say this here today that, that it's not a sin to be tempted, but it's a sin to give in to temptation. Jesus was a perfect son of God, and yet the Bible says that the Spirit of God drove him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, the devil, he'll tempt you to destroy you, but God will test us to prove to us his grace and his power. And so Jesus told Peter, he said, I have prayed for thee that your faith fail 
not. Maybe you're in a place here today and you've fallen short and you feel like you've made a train wreck out of your life. And maybe you say, well, if it wasn't for that shortfall, God could still use me. If it wasn't for that transgression, then God would not have given up on me. Can I tell you here today that God will never give up on you? And can I tell you here today that God's grace and God's mercy is greater than any sin, any failure? The Bible says where sin abounded, grace it much more abounded. Hallelujah. And so no matter what the sin is, there's more grace for the sin. There's grace to give you free, to give you freedom from that sin. Hallelujah. How many of you are thankful for the grace of God? You know, the devil, he's an accuser of the brethren. And you know, he, he's He's, he, he has so many tricks and schemes and he'll come to the child of God and he'll say, you can do it on your own. You can do it in your own strength. And then you try to live for God in your own strength and you fail and then you fall and he goes and he changes his wardrobe and he comes back out and he says, look at how horrible you are. Look at how terrible of a person you are. Well, I've got news for the devil. The devil couldn't live for God when there was no devil. The devil couldn't live for God when there was no sin. And here we are in, in a sin-sick world, and when we fail and when we mess up, the Bible says we can enter boldly into the throne room of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. And it's never going to be, it won't be because of our performance, but it's going to be because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We'll realize that we're only coming before God before because of the blood. Hallelujah. We'll realize that God has not given us grace because we deserve it. But the very nature of grace is that it can only be given to people who do not deserve it. Isn't that amazing? The fact that God supplied grace and mercy, he said his mercies are new every morning. It's because he knew that we would need mercy every morning. It can only go to people who don't deserve it. If, if mercy was given to people that deserved it, it wouldn't be mercy. If grace was given to people who deserved it, it wouldn't be grace. And so grace and mercy is here because God knows that we need his grace and mercy every single day. And I've got good news for you here today that there is an unending flow of grace here today that flows from Calvary. When Jesus died on Calvary, he made an endless supply of grace and mercy to flow to you as a child of God. And all you've got to do is keep the faith. He said, I have prayed for thee that your faith fail not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. All you've got to do is keep believing, keep trusting. Well, you don't know what I did last week. You don't know what I said to so-and-so. You don't know what hand signal I threw up to that driver that cut in front of me on the interstate. I want you to know there is grace. There is mercy for you here today. Hallelujah. Paul said, I am the worst of all. I'm the chief of all sinners. But by the grace of God, I am who I am. Hallelujah. I'm the lowest of all the apostles, but it was his grace, Paul said, that enabled him, putting him in the ministry. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel that here today. You say, well, you're getting a little too excited. You shout too much. You look like you're over-caffeinated. 
I am, but not on vanilla lattes, not on Mountain Dew, but I'm over-caffeinated with the blood that gives me strength from day to day. I'm over-caffeinated with the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. He has put a new song in my mouth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you've been changed and when you've been transformed, there should be a praise on your lips. There should be a shout deep down within you that you can't contain. Hallelujah. If your shouter is broken, then you just got to come to Jesus and say, Lord, change me, transform me, deliver me. He wants to give you a shout. The Bible says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Pastor Donnie Swaggart was telling me how when he was, a couple days ago, how when he was preaching in Russian churches, how they, they couldn't stand that he would walk away from the pulpit. And, you know, when you go to Russian churches, I've been to Russian churches really all over the country. You know, they stand on one place, and if you walk away, they think you're walking away from the Word of God. Religion, tradition. So, Pastor Donnie, he told me he just walked off the stage and walked around, and, and they didn't know what to do because he was no longer on the platform. But, you know, there's a lack of shouting, and there's a lack of clapping. And I remember I was preaching at a Russian church in Rochester, New York. They say it's, it's the, the biggest Russian church in the state of New York. And I, I remember I said, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And they all were afraid to clap. And so a couple people on the front row, they wouldn't clap all the way. So they just went. I said, y'all look like a bunch of tamed lions. And, you know, some would say, well, that's just our culture. And Israel had a different culture. Can I tell you something here today? That the word of God does not conform to our culture. Our culture should conform to the word of God. And so if the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people, you're no longer in the Soviet Union. You're no longer in communist Russia or Ukraine. You're free in the United States of America. You're free to worship. You're free to give God the praise that is due his name. Clap your hands all you people and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph hallelujah glory to God but more than anything more than your worship more than your praise the devil he's after your faith the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God and so if we're if we're not living by faith and there's really no opposition to us the devil doesn't really oppose us as much but when you set in your heart to believe God and you set in your heart to trust God it's been well said that if you if you want to avoid criticism in ministry then be nothing do nothing believe nothing and dream nothing if you don't want criticism but if you don't care about criticism, then you can believe God for big things. You can do big things for the Lord and say, Lord, you said call on you and you will show me great and mighty things. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus told Peter, he said, I prayed for thee that your faith fail not. And I love that 
that Jesus said, and when you are converted, or in other words, after you retrace your steps, strengthen your brethren, which tells us that when we go through failure and when we go through weakness and we don't stay down, but we get back up. The Bible says a righteous man falls down seven times, but he rises up eight times. And so when you get back up again, you can be a strength. You can be an encouragement to your brethren and say, if God brought me through, he can bring you through. I was a train wreck, but God, hallelujah. My life was ruined, but God, who is rich in mercy, hallelujah, he picked you back up, hallelujah. And yet, we in the church world today, they'll say anytime somebody makes a mistake or anytime somebody has failure in their life, they'll say, well, they, they fell from grace. You see, how do you fall from grace when grace is intended to pick you back up? Hallelujah. That's what grace is for. You see, Jesus did not see the Peter that would fail three times, but he saw the Peter that would stand up on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and preach thus saith the Lord and see thousands of people saved on the day of Pentecost. He saw a man who had walked by the lame uh, at, at the gate of the temple who was lame for 40 years and see him healed by the power of God who had walked by the sick and the lame and just, just his shadow would heal people. That's the kind of person that Jesus saw. You see all you might see here today is failure and defeat but Jesus sees you as who he's called you to be and where he's taken you. Hallelujah. Maybe you look around and you think, man, my life, I've really messed things up and there's no more hope for me. And you feel that sense of condemnation and guilt that is weighing on you here today. Can I just remind you here today that condemnation as a child of God is never of the spirit of God and that conviction and condemnation is a very thin line conviction. It comes through the spirit of God and conviction is intended to drive us closer to Jesus. But condemnation is a devil's agent to try to drive you away from Jesus. And so if you feel guilt and you feel condemnation, you can come boldly into the throne room of grace. I love how it says in in our time of need, because it's in our time of need that we don't feel like going before God. It's in our time of need that we feel so unworthy to go to God in prayer and to show up to church and to worship and to praise and, and to serve. But Jesus said, I don't, I don't want you to come to me when you've got it all together. I want you to come to me when you've had a rotten week and you feel like you're, you're, you're like a dead dog hanging over a rotten stick. And I don't want you to come in here with your head down, but I want you to come in asking for the keys to the kingdom because it never was about your performance. It's always been about the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you're thankful for that, I want you to give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I have prayed for thee that your faith fail not. Maybe you're going through a season of depression. Maybe you're going through a season of anxiety. And Job was a man who went through so much loss in his life. He was a man of God. He was upright. <clears throat> he feared God. And yet God allowed Satan. He said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, you can take anything but his life. There is that hedge of protection that was built all around Job. No matter what you're going through here today, the devil is on a leash and there's a hedge of protection 
built all around you. Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. He lost his livelihood. He lost his family. He lost his health, but he did not lose his faith. Hallelujah. I have prayed for thee. Singers can come back here today. I have prayed for thee that your faith fail not. No matter how horrible you feel, can I tell you here today that our feelings are not reality, but God's word is reality. You might say, well, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel deserving. I, I don't feel like I can keep moving forward. I don't feel like I can get back up. I, I feel like I made a mess of everything. My friend here today, you can lay aside those feelings here today and say, Lord, no matter what I feel your word says that I'm saved. <clears throat> your word says that I'm healed. Your word says that I'm free. Your word says that I'm delivered. And I'm going to stand upon the word of God. As the song says, when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God, you shall prevail.